The NFC West will turn wild, wild west come September 12th. The Cardinals have three NFC West opponents, Bo Brock and Alex Clancy here. We have three segments. We're going to break down each team in depth on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Thursday edition. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We have officially eclipsed 600 subscribers on YouTube. I It kind of blows us away. Like, it, I mean, it's two and a half months, less than two and a half months. And we've built that. Thank you to everybody who's helped us cultivate it, followed us, commented, tweeted, everything. We truly appreciate the following that we are gaining as we, you know, gear up towards one of the most important seasons in Arizona Cardinals history. Hopefully we're not going to see a repeat of 2016 when there were actual expectations after the NFC championship run. That's kind of where we're at expectation wise for the Cardinals. Haven't had expectations in a while. This episode of Locked On Cardinals brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now, Bo, we decided this was a good time. It's kind of the calm before the storm. There is a preseason game Saturday night against the New Orleans Saints. But let we're going to do a little deep dive into the NFC West. Like we talk about it, you know, permeating through pretty much every podcast in some form or fashion. But we're what we're going to do today is we're going to pin the Cardinals up against the Rams, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. Offense versus offense, defense versus defense, and See where the Cardinals have an edge, if anywhere. So let, let, let's get right into it now. Let's start with the Rams, okay? We're going to save the 49ers to last. We will let Bo have 15 minutes of diatribe time about Kyle Shanahan, et cetera, and how much he loathes that organization. But the Rams, okay? Matthew Stafford under center and, and in, uh, in shotgun. Cam Akers out for the year. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey as the anchors on the defense. Let's start offense versus offense. Give me a quick breakdown of the Rams as you see it yeah. and where the Cardinals stack up. The Rams are, you know, rolling the dice. They're going with a guy that they feel like can run Shine McVay's offense like he intended it to be run. You know, think back to the Washington football team when Kirk Cousins was under center. They bring in Matthew Stafford. Uh, even though Jared Goff was able to take them to the Super Bowl, they felt like he'd kind of maybe hit a ceiling and he wanted somebody, maybe an adult in the shotgun or under center for the Rams. Uh, they lose their talented young running back, uh, Cam Akers. They bring in Sony Michelle just the other day. Um, you've got the wide receivers that, that we know are can terrorize opposing defenses and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. They added Deshaun Jackson. They added Tutu Atwell. He looks like he's going to be spoon-fed the ball just like Rondell Moore for the Cardinals. Uh, a second-round pick. It was their first pick. And then their offensive line. That's going to be the key for this Rams offense. Can they protect Matthew Stafford? Because we know with veteran quarterbacks, you're a little bit uh, statuesque that uh, when they get off their spot, they become very pedestrian to below average. We know that Matthew Stafford can make mistakes. He's got to cut those down if he wants to sniff 500 for the first time in a long time, something he hasn't done in Detroit. I just think that if you're looking at the Detroit, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Rams offense versus the Arizona Cardinals defense, and you're just going to go at, you know, who's who gets the edge. 
you know, I think the Arizona Cardinals defense has an opportunity to slow that that offense down. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, you look at Stafford, and it, yeah, St- he gets the benefit of the doubt for being, you know, the Lions, no run game, no real defense to speak of. He's had some receivers, man. Like he's yes. had some receivers. Like he's yeah. had Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones. I mean, Kenny Galladay kind of came out of nowhere. He was kind of like a Tory Smith, where he kind of came out of nowhere. But Kenny Galladay's obviously risen incrementally every year where Torrey Smith was kind of a flash in the pan for a couple of years with Baltimore. Um, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are probably the most underrated one-two punch in football. I think it's pretty easy to say. There's no real sexiness that comes with it. Cooper Cup has, has had injury concerns. Robert Woods uh, hampered with injuries, but is a target and reception monster, not really a touchdown guy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Cardinals have a leg up defensively against the Rams offense because when we flip the script you're going to give the Rams the leg up regardless of who the Cardinals put on the field, it seems like, offensively, until yeah. the Cardinals can beat Sean McVay and the Rams, even though Sean McVay is the offensive-minded guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, Sean McVay, you know, as much as I said that about the offense, we, we thought that Jared Goff was going to have a down year last year, and when anytime, anytime he lined up against the Cardinals, he was he looked like the, Just the lit Jared him up. Goff yeah, that, yeah. in 2017. So... You know, it, it it does come down to Sean McVay and, and how he's – it's going to come back to Vance Joseph also dialing up the right, you know, blitz packages and right defensive schemes. But, yeah, when you look at it as far as the, 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 the Cardinals' defense, you know, if their pass rush can just be as ferocious as they think it can be, uh, it, it's going to be clutch for them. You know, it doesn't matter if – if you can go into those cover zeros where we saw Brian Flores – and the defensive scheme for the Miami Dolphins last year where they terrorized that Rams team, and then that Patriots performance in the Super Bowl against McVay and his Rams where, what was it, 13-3, to the final score in that? Yeah. I mean, that was twice that Sean McVay, uh, he came away on the opposite end of a beatdown, and his offenses weren't you know that signature uh, offense that you're used to seeing. So I, I hope he watches a lot of Brian Flores. I hope that uh, he dials up a bunch of cover zero. And the, the defensive backs are aided by a ferocious front seven. That's just what's going to have to happen. The Arizona Cardinals, for the first time since the Obama administration, want to beat the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. We're a far cry from 34 to zero in LA. Oh, just God. a brutal beatdown. That was 2018, right? That was Josh right. Rosen. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't Kyler, even though they got lit up. Well, um, I mean, they got crushed internationally. It, right. Uh, they, not only did they get beaten, they got broken in that game. Carson Palmer got hurt at halftime. David Johnson yeah. was already out for the year in 2017. So, yeah, I mean, we've come a long way from that. They lost their defensive coordinator in Brandon Staley. He's now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So, I mean, there's some things in flux with the Rams. The Rams need to S or get off the pot. Like, Sean McVay is going to be looked at as, is he really the guy if they don't make the playoffs this year? And hopefully the Cardinals can take part in some capacity and knocking them off their stoop. Now, defensively, real quick, before we move on to Seattle in the next segment, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers got paid, or Leonard Floyd, sorry, got paid. Yeah. And, Michael Brockers uh, in Detroit now. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, Jalen Ramsey's the best cornerback in football. I mean, I feel like it's pretty safe to say at this point that that's the case. Um, can they alone knock the Cardinals' offense off their rocker with the added talent both on the offensive line and on the outside that were added this year. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals were able to score 28 points against this defense last year. They were able to uh that was the week that Kyler Murray was healthier, healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't have a great game, but the the team was able to score four touchdowns. 
Uh, and then, you know, the last, the, the final week of the season, we didn't see a whole lot of Kyler Murray and going against the top ranked defense. You know, they, they lose, you did mention Michael Brockers. They lose a guy like, they, like Brockers. They lose Troy Hill, who terrorized Kyler Murray last year. They lose Johnson as far as the, the back end of that defense. He's now, both of those guys are with the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, right. Um, it's, I think that the, this defense is, is taking a little bit of a step down in the defensive coordinator, you don't know what you're going to get from the defensive coordinator uh, as far as the Rams are concerned. So I, 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 I still am puzzled by this Rams hype train. Like I know that they were a trendy team in the postseason last year because they took care of business against Seattle, but everybody forgets that they were playing for their playoff lives in the regular season finale, just like the Arizona Cardinals were. And the fact that they're bringing in a guy who hasn't finished above 500 in the last two seasons, like he was the exception to those Detroit Lion teams for some reason. I don't get it. I don't. I'm not like on this. I'm not going to jump on the hype train just yet. I know that there's talent on that roster, but they're you know they're already down Cam Akers. You know they can't they can't afford to lose Lynn Ramsey. They definitely can't afford to lose AD, and they can't afford to lose Stafford or any of those receivers because if they do, it's going to be a long season. They're going to be looking at another nine and seven. Or I'm sorry, with the new game, it could be new. It's going to be nine and eight. You know, it's going to be tough. Well, and it, it's really interesting that Matthew Stafford's looking at a backfield that's lesser than, once again, just rolling into an offense that they, you know, their offense is predicated upon the run. I mean, say what you want about Malcolm Brown, but he and Daryl Henderson yeah. did a very good job as a one two punch. And then Cam Akers came out of the gate midway through the season and took over. Um, we'll see. I mean, Matthew Stafford does have some mini Big Ben in him where he's kind of a tree trunk. He's a little bit more fleet of foot than you give him credit for, but. He's got major injury concerns with his back and otherwise that have been hampering him. And the Cardinals need to pressure him and get him get him out of the kitchen. Alex Lancey Bobrock, locked on Cardinals. The team that I think the rest of the NFC West should be fearing more than others is the one that nobody talks about. The Seattle Seahawks will dive deeper into it next. Alex Lancey Bobrock, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner, locked on Cardinals. We'll be right back. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who listens, follows, tweets, smashes the like button on YouTube, subscribes. Um, we're going to be at 1,000 followers before we know it. Like, it's insane. 1,000 subs before we know it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to say it every day that I host because uh, Bo forgets to and somebody has to carry the weight in this podcast. We will be doing live halftime shows every week of the regular season, in well, including the final preseason game this Saturday night. So please check us out on Twitter and YouTube live streaming. We'll give reactions to the first half, hopefully more positive than negative throughout the season. We'll be able to answer your questions, read your comments. This is where we're really going to be able to just, you know, sit in a big circle with all of you and talk sports, which is why Bo and I got into this whole racket to begin with, you know, 10 years ago in terrestrial radio and luckily finding ourselves here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So Seattle Seahawks, they are the scariest team to me in the NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers get pumped for no reason. The Rams have some sort of pedigree because they won the division. They've been there. They made the Super Bowl a handful of years ago. But Seattle is death, taxes, and the Seattle Seahawks winning 10 games. It's, it, it's always how it is, regardless of the offensive line. No matter if Chris Carson gets hurt or Carlos Hyde, and they're using you know the four-string running back. I think they have Rashad Penny back. Is that right? I mean, like, it's Russell Wilson. It's DK Metcalf. It's Tyler Lockett. It's Gerald Everett, and then it's Jamal Adams, Carlos Dunlap, and Bobby Wagner on the defense, and it's Pete Carroll, and they win games. Why is this team not getting more pub 
fear factor wise than they should be. Because they had a very quiet offseason. I mean, when they had Gabe Jackson, he was the other offensive line that exited Vegas with uh with Rodney Hudson, and they feel like he's not the same offensive lineman he once was. Um I mean there was the there was Russell Wilson, obviously the soap opera there. So they did add it, Gerald Everett. As far as the defensive side of the football, they lose Shaq Griffin. He goes to Jacksonville for a big money deal. Quentin Dunbar was a disaster as far as when he came over from Washington. He was one of the worst. He had like worse coverage than a Kardashian bikini. And then like you've got nothing else to be excited about as far as the defensive side of the football. Like they need, they didn't add much, but you're right. I mean, there's been continuity as far as they haven't won less than nine games since Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson joined joined up together. So Russell Wilson's still in his prime as a quarterback. They still have that dynamic receiving duel. Both went over 1,000. Both had double-digit touchdowns, and they got a consistent run game. Um, they, can all, they, they can stay in any game with Danger Russ as their quarterback, and that's been enough. So if you don't show up to play Seattle any given week, you're going to get beat. So... That's what makes them so dangerous. But if you're looking at them talent-wise with the Arizona Cardinals, you got to think that the Cardinals have more talent across the board. And on the defensive side of the football, like once again, I think that they have they they have enough ability to make some stops, enough to where you hope their offense comes and shows up against a bad defense and is able to put up some points. I mean, it's going to be so important for them to be more consistent offensively against teams like Seattle where you should be putting up points and that should be enough to like separate you enough to get a victory. I mean, pre Carlos, like midway through the last season, Seattle decided, you know, we're going to play defense and we're going to run the ball because that's mm -hmm. how they got to the Super Bowl. That's how they won when Russell was knee high to yeah. a duck, you know, 43 to eight against Denver with that high powered offense in 2013. Like it's that's Pete Carroll's it's always been his recipe he just happened to have Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart and Mike Williams in college. It was Lendo White and it was Reggie Bush and it was defense. That's that's where he started at USC. Even when he's when he was in New England and he, and he failed as a head coach early on. Like that's his recipe for success. And they just happened to have a top five quarterback like Russell Wilson, probably across the NFC West, is the best player. Is that still fair to say? Yeah. I mean, him, Jalen Ramsey on defense. I would even Aaron give Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, 6-1 when it comes to those guys, the differing positions. Jalen Ramsey's got age, and Aaron Donald's just got brute robot strength. But Russell Wilson is the most impactful player in the NFC West. I think it's still safe to say that. Maybe him and Aaron Donald 1-1-8 one one regardless. Mm -hmm. the outside, that offense has the chance to put up 50 points any game. Any game. And sometimes they go Minnesota and they throw the ball 12 times and run the ball a lot. It gets weird and they can't put up points. And then it's one drive at the end of the game where they go mm -hmm. 80 yards in two minutes and score a touchdown. It's always in the arsenal. And that's what scares me the most about them. Their defense is going to be their defense. They have two of the better guys in the NFL at their position. And Carlos Dunlap, even though he's aging, and Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner in the middle. I don't buy the Dunlap thing. I mean, the, the but, Bengals let him go. The right, Bengals, but their defense got better after they acquired him last year. It just took a little while. Better, it just wasn't. It still wasn't good enough. Right. And well, that's the thing. I mean, Seattle's not good enough to win the Super Bowl, right? I think a lot of people are on LA 
to make it not only make the playoffs, but make a deep run. Like Seattle, like, yeah, we know that they can make some noise during the regular season, but have they been a team that's been a threat in the postseason? How, how long has it been? I just, they're just not deep. They're not deep enough, especially when you're adding another game and you're going to put all that pressure on, on, on Russell Wilson to play at the, the high level that he does. And he does, but, you know, at some point, you, you only have so much in the tank. Yeah. But also, I mean, let's be honest. The NFC West is going to be one of the most exciting in football. None of these teams are going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, let's let's be real. Like the 49ers, I don't understand the pub. Seattle could make a deep playoff run as, as a lower seed. Rams aren't winning the Super Bowl. Like, it, come on. I I, I don't I, I think that this is they're a bunch of B students vying for that number one spot in varying degrees, B plus to B minus. But I mean, I don't see any of these teams really vying for a Super Bowl this year. If if you're able to make it through to the other end and be relatively unscathed and healthy. I think any of these teams have, I mean, if they're able to win the division, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive in that you should be able to in the dance compete with anybody. If you can compete with these other three teams of the NFC West come out on the other side, I, I disagree. I think that you absolutely could win two, three games in the playoffs that are necessary to get to the big game. Yeah. I mean, but there's not, in this division, there is not a Super Bowl contender. Anybody can win the championship. Anybody can win the Super Bowl once you get to the playoffs. But, I mean, you're looking at, like, they're they're going to be an underdog in the majority of deep games that they play in. In the well, NFC. who I mean, contenders right now? I mean, who who do you consider a contender? I mean, it's the two teams that have done well, it. Tampa Bay, obviously. Um, Tampa and Kansas City. Who else? Well, Green oh. Bay is always going to be there. Like, Green Bay... If you put what, Green Bay in this why? division, they win the division. Just because they've, they're they always there. They win 13 games. They've got an easy yeah, division. They haven't, they haven't done it since 2011. They've been, But they've been to the NFC Championship game the last two years. Like yeah, I still trust, just, even though I don't like Aaron Rodgers, I still trust that, I mean, it's Detroit. That's two wins for them. Chicago's probably two more, and they'll split with Minnesota. I mean, they're going to win five games. It's a Tom Brady rule. They're going to get the bye in the NFC. It's either them or Tampa Bay, you'd think. So I'm just saying, like, if you're going to put like Green Bay in there, and I'm going to put like Baltimore in there, and you know that, like, there's a different, there's different tiers. And I think that teams in the NFC, I'm talking about coming out of the NFC, like the team representing the the NFC. I just don't think any of these four teams are going to be an odds on favorite or top two to get to the, to get to the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC. Okay. That's all. That's a bunch of B students. There's no A students in the NFC West right now. B's can get it done, though. Yeah, no, it's true. Alex Lancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Um, I'm going to give Bo about five minutes to say whatever bad he wants about Kyle Shanahan and <laughs> the national media as to why, you know, I it it is really an anomaly why San Francisco gets so much run. It really is. You know, you can blame Jimmy Garoppolo for the pass to Emmanuel Sanders. They gave up a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, okay? And, yeah. and if it wasn't for Green Bay's complete inability to stop the run – Raheem Mostert had three touchdowns and over 200 yards in the NFC Championship game. The ball bounced their way. It's an exception to the rule and not the rule, you idiots. Alex Enzi, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We will be right back to break down Bo's favorite team, the San Francisco 49ers. But first, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams get back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the biggest online NFL mega contest. It's a half million dollars. And the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. So what are you doing? 
Go to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. And also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on Thursday, September 9th game, season opener between Super Bowl champs, Bucks, and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. Free bet for new customers only. Keep in mind when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment. I can already see the smile coming off Bo's face. I'm almost tempted to have him bring the segment in. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. So the 49ers, all joking aside, let's look at their strength, with it, which is their defense, um, because they still don't have a quarterback named, even though supposedly right now it's Jimmy Garoppolo. They have a bunch of you know um, wide receivers. I guess you called them that. I don't really know what Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are going to look like this year with the new scheme, whether it be Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. They have Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, um, et cetera, in the backfield. You know, I think they added Wayne Gallman, who's going to be a sneaky pickup for them. He's he's just been consistent whenever Saquon would go out. But let's look at the defense, because this is this is their calling card. Even though Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. is the offensive guru or whatever, um, Fred Warner signed a big deal. Nick mm-hmm. Bosa is going to be back healthy, we think. Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward over the top. What do you think about this defense? Like, do you think this defense is pound for pound as good as everybody thinks it's going to be? Yeah, I think that people are sleeping on Robert Sala being the Jets head coach. You bring in D'Amico Ryan, who was who was, he was playing in this league not too long ago for the uh, for the Eagles and the Texans. He's going to be a first year head uh, defensive coordinator. I think people are sleeping on that, and then they they just seem to have this amnesia that uh, DeForest Buckner wasn't as big of a cog as he was during that Super Bowl run. He's a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Like Javon Kinlaw is not anywhere close to the level of interior defensive lineman that a guy like DeForest Buckner is. And Buckner was just, he was, he was a manimal. And Nick Bosa, it's going to take a while. For, we know people, it takes a while for them to knock the rust off after tearing an ACL and MCL and whatever, whatever you ligament you tear in your knee it takes you know time for you to get back to full strength. So the expectation that he's going to be a defensive player of the year candidate right back out of the gates, I think it's just it's 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 not it's naive. And then you've got uh, the defensive secondary that's got Jason Verrett, who had a very good bounce back here. A guy talk about a guy knocking the rust off after a couple you know injuries. He was going to be a stud for the Chargers for so long, and he had a couple knee injuries, and it took him a while to come back. That's their top. That's their number. That's their CB one. So I don't. I just don't understand all the love for the Niners on defense. I see the talent, but I think there are a lot of variables and gray area to where I, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy huge stock in it. I'm just not. So I, as far as the Niners, I've got a conspiracy theory on it, and it might be as cockamamie as as it gets. As what you normally say. Yeah, let me yeah. hear it. I just I think that some point they make the shift to Trey Lance to once again have some sort of crutch to lean on when the team underperforms. For like not right now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, oh well, you know, we needed to get the kid ready, you know, and we had to sacrifice winning now, so he's good down the stretch. I don't know what the excuse is going to be next year. You know, it was it was COVID and it was all these injuries last year, but look, Kyle Shanahan's won. He has one winning season. The other are double-digit L's. 
I don't, un- I just don't get it. I, and I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, for whatever reason, they can find their way out of, t- of taking any kind of accountability for this team underperforming most more years than not. Yeah. One, I mean, not it was one year. It was so, a good year. So you, you start, you see, so you start Trey Lance in week four. Okay. If they win in week four, Shanahan, yeah. John Lynch, 10 year extensions. Geniuses. Yeah, Geniuses. Like yeah. John Gruden is getting all the, I almost swore all the crap in the world and he's on his 10 year deal and he probably has a better winning. He must have a better winning percentage than Kyle Shanahan does or close. And he's on the hot seat. You know, it's just, it's the dumbest thing in the world, but I agree. So you give the Cardinals offense, the edge, even though the offensive line is better in San Francisco by a nose, you think we'll see what Rodney Hudson's like Mike McGlinchey and um, Trent Williams on either side of the line. You know, you, you got to give them the edge there, even, the, even though the Cardinals are close. Yep. Yeah. Sneaky little sign up, right? You you were high on him before the Cardinals traded for Rodney Hudson after he had signed with the 49ers. The wide mm-hmm. receivers you give to the Cardinals, the running back room, you're always going to give to the 49ers because it yeah. doesn't matter who it is. Their run scheme and their run block scheme is excellent. It is. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's hurt. It doesn't matter whatever. They're going to get output it was, there. It was dad. It was good old dad's run scheme. It was it was Mike yeah. Shanahan's. You know, it was very, one cut. Near and dear oh. to your heart. Isn't it? <laughs> what a bonehead for trading for trading Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis. I mean, like, it, it, like a ima- but imagine trading now. Imagine trading a running back for a Hall of Fame corner. Like you would get vilified. It wasn't uh, that wasn't that wasn't uh, Shanahan that pulled that deal off. Oh, was it? No, that was Shanahan. Was like was he already gone? Shanahan was like the uh, was the RG three era. That was the of. of Oh man, what? I'm way off then. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, what am I talking about? He was in Dent. Like, w- w- was he still in Denver yeah. then? Yeah, that was, was like he had a football. That oh, was yeah. a fun. wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, not well, he might have been. On, he was probably on the other side of that deal. He probably brought over Champ Bailey. That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> not, this is not Genius. Cody Rourke. This is not locked on Broncos. Thankfully. Um, excuse the brain fart, but yeah, I mean, the 49ers run game is just good. Them in Seattle, you know, that's, that's kind of their calling card on offense. Um, regardless of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but the defense versus the Cardinals offense, that's going to be probably the most fun matchup this season in the NFC West. Like the Cardinals and Seahawks are going to put up a hundred points. The Rams until they don't have the Cardinals number, especially on defense. But the 49ers defense and the Cardinals offense, I'm probably most excited to see that matchup this year in the NFC West. And on the other side of it, I mean, your two linebackers become so important, especially with their coverage skills in Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons to take. I mean, what is Jimmy G will not throw the ball deep. He won't. So where where, where are they going to try to where are they going to try to eat? And, you know, in the middle of the field with George Kittle, with the Yak Bros. And when you have linebackers with the coverage skills that the Cardinals do, they're, they're going to have to take care of business those two games against those, you know, those skilled players and then also slow down that run game. It's so crucial. I mean, it's insane that my one of my calling cards since the schedule release was the quarterbacks and wide receiver ones the Cardinals are going to play. Look at this for Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons is a second level of defense. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, um... You know, Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor, sweet mother, Ezekiel Elliott. 
Like that's the whole seat. That's the whole schedule. Yeah. They're going to be playing like big time fantasy football RB ones throughout the entirety of this year. So we're going to find out. I mean, listen, if the Cardinals can win 10 games this year and make the playoffs, that is a true stamp. Give Cliff Kingsbury an extension. This schedule <laughs> is brutal. This schedule for the Cardinals is absolutely brutal. On that note, but when I can talk for another two and a half hours about this, we will talk to you guys tomorrow.